handle the truth. Should we or should we not follow the advice of the galactically stupid? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You know why? You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. Clearly, don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am not in danger, Skyler. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot, and you think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Righteous Prick Podcast. I'm your host, J.L. Covan. It is 11.04 a.m. Eastern on October 24th in the year of our Lord 2022. I've had the green tea. I've had the dark chocolate. I had a Simple Mills almond flour banana bread bar instead of walnuts. So if I seem a little extra cheery today, it's because I didn't have an oak tree shit in my mouth which is what I call walnuts now. Um, Power-packed episode, guys, I think. Last night, um, I say it all the time, and I'm not going to say it much longer because I don't know how much longer any of this will will go on, but uh, incredible two-hour live Patreon episode, if you can call it that, because it basically amounts to one-fourth Q&A, one-fourth uh, manic rant, 50% live unfiltered episode with a lot. Li- it's basically if you had the righteous prick completely unfiltered with a live audience. And uh, the attendees were the, the high-level Patreon customers of JL Max Plus Prime got a uh, nine-minute clip from Half Blackface. Um, so... I played, uh, I shared a nine minute clip from the, from the special, uh, that, you know, will come out sometime before the 2032 presidential election. So, um, you know, I'm putting out a lot of stuff on the Patreon. I, I make the pitch every, every week, um, mostly to deaf ears and that's okay. But, um, at this point, you know, I'd rather be a subscriber of my Patreon than the Trump podcast Patreon because there's more variety and more money goes to me, if we're being completely frank. I've, I've two and a half years, I've, I've made enough money for me and my partners on uh, making podcasts great again. It's time for me to get fucking paid and blow up like the world trade. Um, the, but there's also just a lot of good shit. Um, I did my last House of the Dragon uh, recap this morning. 
earlier this morning. So that's up. Uh, like I've said before, there's there's the Andrew Cuomo podcast, the Mitch McConnell cooking show, the, the, the gaming with Mike Pence series. So there's I have really made an effort to put a lot of stuff out there um, just in the presumption. If you build it, uh, they will come. Whereas um, my career motto is more if you build it, they will ignore you and complain that it's not free. So close field of nightmares. Uh, there's your podcast title that that is my career is field of nightmares. Um, I would be in that movie building a field investing all my money and then no one would show up and um, you know, I would just be in a in an abandoned cornfield by myself uh, weeping. So field of nightmares coming to a theater near you soon. Um, but yeah, the Patreon, it's just, it's, it is, you know, I, I, I've made this point and I'll just leave it at this, which is if there's one thing I take pride in, it's like, I don't want to charge anybody money for something that isn't worth it or more than worth it. So if you're a fan of my videos, the podcast, etc., there's just a lot of, uh, a lot of good stuff there for cheap. Um, and if not, it, uh, you know, likelihood is I'll end it. I'll end that. I'll end making podcasts great again at the end of the year. Um, I'll just keep up with my YouTube and Twitter. Uh, probably have to start a new Twitter account because of the algorithm completely fucking me. I know these are all things you've heard before, but um, we're down to the special. We're basically down to, um, I've said this before, but I, I just, I'm down to like my fifth Hail Mary. And it's just a weird feeling because I really thought I was done with you know, after, after all the things, the good things that have, that I've made for myself and the few things that have come to me, billions comes to mind. Um, I didn't think I would be so quickly at a desperate stage again, but you know, a lot of different factors have come together to basically render my career, um, sort of dead, dead on arrival again, which is, it's just weird because I never sort of had a major opportunity via comedy, um, that wasn't kind of, me directly interacting with fans. And once the algorithm fucked that, like I don't need the, in I didn't need the industry to make a lot of money 2020 and 2021. But once the algorithm shut down my Twitter account, now I do need other outlets because now it, my Twitter account is basically like, it's not like I have 140,000 followers. It's more the, the equivalent of me having like 6,000 followers, which is still a nice following for, for somebody not in entertainment or, uh, but but when you cut off that much supply, that, that cuts off people seeing my podcast, my videos, notices about Cameo. So all the, all the income streams I was able to generate by myself, I can no longer do that to the same degree because my account just, it reaches a fraction of the people it reached in 2020 and early 2021. So that's, you're, you're stuck going like, I'd love to be in the position that I was, which is like, oh yeah, I'm making a lot of money with no industry help. But guess what? That's fine, um, because my career has a there is a monetary value to this career. But once that became cut off, and that I haven't made inroads within the industry at all, and billions led to nothing, as I sort of sadly predicted, um, you know, we're we're down to the special. We're down to the special, and what publicist I can get to make a miracle happen. And I, I, you know, I think if you're listening to this podcast, you probably agree with me that I shouldn't require a miracle, like. It's weird that I'm like in a desperate position again with my comedy career, which many of you don't even know. This is basically where I was in 2019. Um, it's just weird that so quickly things unraveled um, and all I've done is make good stuff and have some good opportunities and make a great special. And none of those things 
have done anything to even maintain my presence in comedy, let alone stop it from slipping. Um, as far as gigs, uh, I have uh, several coming up. I'm in Princeton, New Jersey this weekend, Friday and Saturday. So I hope if you're anywhere near Princeton, you can you can come uh, to those shows. Um, it'd be a very good time. I'm writing great stuff. I'm, I'm feeling feeling good about my material. Um, after that, I'm in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, very much forward, looking forward to those shows in Ann Arbor, Michigan, November uh, 11th and 12th. And then Syracuse Funny Bone for all my way upstate people. Syracuse Funny Bone the day before Thanksgiving. So if you're home, uh, you know, bored or you want to meet up with friends, uh, you won't do better than coming to the Destiny Mall to see me perform. And Pete Dominic uh, um, is, is, is opening for me. It's just a two-man show. I negotiated very strongly for him to get the host and the feature pay. How about that? The art of the deal right there. Um, and then it's Thanksgiving. And then um, after that, I am I have a theater show in Mamaroneck, New York. Um, in December, I want to say December 17th. That's going to be a really good show. Al Lubell and I on the show. Al Lubell, very funny veteran comic. Uh, really, like, somebody that I remember the first time I saw him, I just wasn't expecting to laugh, and I laughed my ass off. Um, and then January 6th and 7th at the brokerage in Belmore, Long Island. So mark your calendar if any of those are near you. I hope to see you out. And tomorrow I'm going to a doctor to get my shoulder looked at because I'm 99% sure I'm going to need a serious shoulder surgery. So everything's falling apart. The career, the body, the spirit, um, it's all crashing down. But the only thing that's still pumped out well is the comedy work. So go to the Patreon or come to a live show or subscribe to the YouTube. Some, whatever level of financial commitment you can make, you know, if, if it's only subscribing to YouTube and at least watching those monetized videos, then so be it. But if you can do more, then do more because I don't think you'll be disappointed. If you like what I do, there's a lot out there both on Patreon and in live shows that will invigorate you and make you laugh and uh i guess that's it um what what did i i had something other than that to say boom 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 uh oh darn it i did have something to say i've had many fun interactions with fans and by fun i mean make me want to put a screwdriver through my eyeball um those were recounted last night on the uh the live patreon so i don't want to spill too much of that because i want to incentivize people to obviously uh join that um, but it came up with a lot of good bits last night. Um, so excited, but busted out a Stallone and a rock impression that I haven't done in a while. And both were, were aces. So look for those to join the, uh, the, 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 the ranks. And I did a long bit on Baron Trump, um, which I think I'm going to do. I think I'm going to break that taboo of mocking kids because I really justify it in a good way. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to putting that on, on tape. Um, I have to make a decision today on, on half blackface. And I think my decision, I'm going to review the sets again, but my decision is most likely going to be, um, put out the full 74 minutes. I'm, I'm done. If at this point someone is actually still interested in buying this, then they'll buy the 74 minutes. You're not going to gut the most important stuff out of it. Not after a year. Not after a year. Like now it's on my terms. And if if I'm going to fail, if the special is going to fail, despite the fact that it is, and I say this with all humility and honesty, my best work. 
that first taping was a fucking uh, a masterpiece, but the second taping and edit is is really. I'm still super proud of it. And I, I think it's probably better than even the second version is probably better than anything I've put out as far as like a stand up album or special goes. So at this point, I just want it out on my own terms. If it's going to fail, it's going to fail because I've put out the full thing. And if, if somebody goes, Oh, we don't want to buy a 74 minute special and they don't even look at it, then what are the odds they'd really give a shit about a 62 minute special from, from me? Um, and I need to know that this guy, the publicist is going to have to pull off a fucking miracle. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm the Helen Keller here and they have to be, what was the lady's name? I know the play was called the miracle worker, but I forget the, the woman who basically coached her up. Um, but the point is, uh, I need a publicist to pull off a miracle. And I, I question whether the person who's selling it and I, I don't know one way or the other, but it's like, are you offering it to places or are you pitching it? Because offering it. I don't need anybody to do that. I don't need somebody to just go, uh, I got this if you're interested. I need somebody to sell it. I need somebody to pitch it and say, this is a great special for the moment. It's provocative, but it's not edgelord bullshit. It's, 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 it is so metaphorically and literally towing the line of so many issues that we're dealing with in society now that I think it is a perfect special. It, it, it is the perfect mix of thoughtful and provocative, um, hilarious and, uh, well, just hilarious. There's no other, it, 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 a comedy special should not be a combo of hilarious and serious. <laughs> it should be, it's a combo of hilarious and funny. Um, but yeah, I, I, I want to review in good faith the two edits, but the fact that it was pretty much, I, I talked about this on the, on the last bonus episode on the Patreon, not the live show, but so, so there's, once again, a lot of gaps can be filled in by joining the Patreon and you'll enjoy it. But, um, yeah, I got to just make a call this week. Um, and just, and I'm going to make the call today and just go, yeah, it's, it is, it is, this is what I want. This is a special I want. And if you can't pitch this, then, then, then you sure, certainly shouldn't be getting, um, a share of the proceeds. Your, your job here is not to simply make an introduction. Your, your, your job for the, for the percentage you want is to pitch it. And if you can't pitch it or you're not comfortable pitching it, that's okay. We go our separate ways. I'd, 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 for so many reasons, I'd, I'd love to just have this to myself. Um, it's been, it's been the worst, it's been the worst experience in my comedy career. And that's saying a lot. But it's, um, I had a plan. I, I strategically came up with a strong plan to make a special while my name was still hot and my, my out, al the algorithm had come not completely suppressed me. Like if I, if I advertise my special on Twitter right now, so many people will have no idea I have a special out because they haven't signed up for the newsletter. They don't listen to my podcast. So it's like you do nine different things and people don't observe eight of them. And Twitter has taken care of itself by shutting me out from 90% of my followers. And then you get the people going, I see your stuff. I'm like, right, until you don't. <laughs> and then you don't know. You don't know what you're not seeing. So nobody takes yet your word. It's, it's not some desperate ploy. You know, signing up for my newsletter is free and monthly. It's not like some secret hidden revenue source. It's literally like, if I have fans, it's, it's, it's this, this equation that I've been able, unable to crack with people. I have fans. I want my fans to see my comedy. That's it. 
If they can't afford to pay for stuff, so be it. But I want my fans to see my comedy to whatever level they are capable of. If they want to come buy live tickets, if they can buy a special, if they can only subscribe to a Patreon at a low level, or if they can just subscribe to YouTube and maybe buy a cameo at the holidays, whatever, whatever it is. I want my fans to see what I'm doing so that they can make the choice. But that choice has been taken because of the algorithm. And so if I, if I, my special came out today, yeah, it might get a little extra enthusiasm early on, like from people going, Oh, it's out. It's out. It's out. But it would not blow up the way I, the way any fucking thing I tweeted a year ago or two years ago would. And that's a real fucking problem. So like the special is not even going to get, seen by a majority like like a majority of my fans won't even know i have a special out that's how fucked up this ecosystem is between people assuming that social media will deliver you the content you want they won't they deliver you the content they want to deliver and fans not heeding my warnings about like hey if you're a fan just sign up here sign up here you know so it's a fucking it's a fucking disaster basically and I don't even know what the fuck I'm rambling about. I basically, I just want the special out. I want to, I hope a publicist can pull off a miracle for me. And, and then we just see where to go from there. I mean, I, I'm, I keep writing and coming up with lots of new stuff. So it's always hard for me to just go, I don't like to leave material in the notebook that I think is album or special worthy. That's always been my, my difficulty, but my plan I, I, I usually don't, I didn't strategize for most of my career. I just assumed I'm talented and hardworking and like things will come and things would come. I would make my own luck, but it never snowballed into more opportunities. I, I would do a video and it would blow up and then like nothing would happen from it. And then I would get on Adam Carolla and become a regular guest, something very coveted by a lot of comedians at the time, just from my own videos and my own work. I had no, but, and I became a regular on the show. And then I just decided to leave that because it had gotten too alt-righty that like, you know, I didn't want to engage with his fan base anymore because it was not a scene or a fan base that I was any longer looking to cultivate or, or bring into my own world. Um, I made it onto the Dan Levitard show, a very popular show through my own work and skills. And, you know, you can read the blog if you want to know how that fucking went, fell apart by no deed of my own, really, by a, more of a setup. And then 2020 happened, and I thought, this is finally it. I'm, I'm actually gaining, like, sort of worldwide notice for what I do. And I immediately started trying to incorporate other impressions, stand-up clips every week. I would do, like, a stand-up Saturday clip every Saturday for months. And those would get, like, 10,000, 15,000 views, but not like the Trump videos. But I was still getting a lot of engagement. And none of it worked. Like none of it worked to sort of let people know I am more than a Trump voice. And then I got penalized for that by Twitter's algorithm. And so my strategy was I got to do a special now while the iron is still warm. And then I got billions. That was like a little miracle. That was like the first thing that I felt like really happened to me that was not of my doing and was like a... a bona fide positive stroke of of great luck and i thought boom there it is got it you know i'm not going to just take it for granted i want to strategize i want to put this special out when billions comes out so let me billions is going to be out in like february so the season will be like february to april so let's get the special done in the fall 
let me have the greatest set of my life, as tough as that will be. Oh, look at that. I did it. And then we package that with a publicist and boom, I've given myself the greatest shot of my career. I have engineered and strategized to put together great opportunities to, to force multiply. And then if that doesn't work, then so be it. It's not in the cards for me, but I've got a chance. I've got a, I've got like the, the cards are lined up and I've made that happen. And then it fell apart. And that was a, you know, yesterday was a year since I recorded that first set. So, and it's been over 15 months since I talked to the publicist about my upcoming special that I'd like to work with them. So it's, it's it, at this point, if it's a kind of a joke, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's sort of like a cruel joke at this point. So it's just got to come out. And I hope, all I can hope is that as many of my fans as possible see it and, and hopefully new fans see it. But I, I can't, I can't have any hope or faith in this. And it's, it's now I just need to, you know, it, it went from D day or, or V day in world war two to the fucking Biden pullout from Afghanistan. It's just like, I know this is a shit show. Just get the fuck out of here. That's, that's this special went from dude tongue raping a nurse in Times Square on the cover of Life magazine to celebrate defeating Hitler in Japan to, you know, my special is running to try and jump on a giant U.S. cargo plane to flee Afghanistan. That's 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 the journey half blackface has been on over the last year. And it is time to end. It's cut and run or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But we got to get it done. Um, so as promised on Twitter, but I think 11 people liked it, 136,000 followers, 11 people liked it, 1500 people saw the tweet. So just as an example, um, was at a, my nephew's soccer game this weekend, uh, in Patterson, New Jersey. That's like, so their home field and, uh, the season's not been going great, unfortunately. Um, but I went and, uh, it had rained recently and this field, covered in goose shit the not the field but the walkways there there's like when you go to the field for a game you'll see on the baseball field nearby like 80 geese just 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 shitting up turds and and honking their their beaks and the whole grass and pathways are just covered in goose shit you're just ducking and diving and shimmying out of the way of goose turds and so I'm standing and there's a, it was just warm enough. It was like a nice day, but the field was so wet and smelled like swampy and mildewy that, um, it was a lot of bugs around. And I was like, what, the, this was a question I had at the time. I was like, what the fuck? I think I said it to my nephew. I was like, what the fuck is with bugs? I said, it can be like 30 degrees the day before and they're all gone. They're all dead or gone to Florida to fucking cheer on Ron DeSantis or whatever. And then the next day it goes from 30 and it's 62 the next day. And like that, all the bugs are back. Like they don't even need a day to go like, is it warm again? Uh, should we go there? It's like they need two hours notice and all of a sudden bugs spontaneously appear. There were wasps flying around, mosquitoes. just And the kind where they're like floating in front of my face. So you like whack it, but you, you can't quite get it. You're like depth perception is off because they're flying so close to your eyes and forehead that you're like, get the fuck? And you probably look like a crazy person to people whacking at air. But these bugs are following me. It stunk. And at the same time, I'm in the sun. So I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? This is disgusting. I preferred it. The last game I went of his was, was like cloudy and misty rain. And I was like, perfect. No bugs. Not enough rain to be like, 
getting really wet. And it was like, this is preferable to bugs, mildew, and heat. And so I'm watching the game and walking around, probably looking like a crazy person. And um, before the game, I, I, we always have to get there an hour ahead of time. Unfortunately, there's a Dunkin' Donuts, like a 12-minute walk from the field. So I got to like read and have a black coffee and a glazed stick. Uh, you got to say that one slowly. Um, I remember I went to the don- the the dentist. I got to write this down. I went to the dentist. Uh, the dentist? No, I went to a Dunkin' Donuts up the same Dunkin' Donuts shop uh, like a month ago for a previous game, the one I was just referencing where it was cloudy. And um, I had said to him, they didn't have the glazed stick, which is my favorite. That's basically a glazed cruller. Um, so I, they just had the plain ones. I said, can I, I, I talked like an old man. I was like, let me get a black coffee and a, and a cruller. And the guy looked at me and was like, what? I was like, oh, the, the plain stick. And I just thought, um, is that where we're at now? You work in a donut shop and you don't even know the classic names of donuts, the cruller. It's got to be like, are, are we that dumb that we now just use descriptive terms to describe donuts? It's like, I'll have the, the plain stick. I'll have the circular frosted heart attack device. Oh, the don't. Oh, the, uh, can I have a donut? What's a donut? No, I'll have the, cir- the circular frosted diabetes cake. Oh, you want a donut? Okay, cool, donut. You know, it's like, are we getting that dumb? But I got a glazed stick and a black coffee and sat there reading my George Floyd book. Um, once again, book reviews. Uh, there, they are. If you if you enjoyed the book reviews when I used to do them on this podcast, I've I've I'm paying an editor to make my my book review a show on Patreon. So once again. Uh, it's bordering on a money loser. So in case you think I'm grifting anybody, I am borderline, borderline losing money on my Patreon just because I wanted to make a sort of quality tier of content for my hardcore fans. Content. I just farted because I said the word content. That's how much I have to expel every time I say that word. But, um, but sat down, sat down next to like a nice Latin couple, just a nice looking Latin woman just sat next to me with her, with her man. And I was like, I love the way I love the way good-looking Latin people of both genders. I think I'm I, I think I'm bisexual. My nose is bisexual when it comes to Latin people. Like if I'm in a cab with a Latin driver who's definitely going to like fuck some chick after driving me, and he's just coloned up playing some some soft Latin music, I'm just like, oh, you smell good, man. If I were a, if I were gay or a woman, I'd definitely be into you. And Latin women, I don't, I don't need to get into my, 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 my deep affection for all things Latin women. But uh, yeah, that was just, I was just sitting there enjoying myself with a. I mean, is there anything better than if you have a bisexual Latin loving nose to sit there eating a donut, reading a book, and smelling good-looking, good-smelling Latin people? I think that's a, a wonderful way to spend a Saturday. But I had to leave to go to the game, so I went down to the game, and they tied. 2-2. Unfortunately, they were down 2 nothing when my nephew left the game, and then they tied the game uh, while he was out. And I was like, uh, it's not good for the plus-minus. But he, uh, their coach, I believe, used to, was on the Haitian national team. Um, and it is funny watching a, a very passionate Haitian man who kind of, his tone almost resembles Jaiman Hinsu in Blood Diamond. Where is my son? It's not quite that. But it's always fun to see like a, a, a man from Haiti um, 
yelling at a bunch of suburban New Jersey kids because it's like they probably have different definitions of terms. Like when he's like, you have to sacrifice your body. And I'm like, I bet you he means that in a much more aggressive way. Like when a Haitian man says sacrifice your body, it probably means a lot more effort than what a 15-year-old New Jersey suburban kid thinks when he sacrifices a body. Like, you know, uh, but it was... uh, it was interesting. And then I was in the second half, I just walked to some shade trying to find a place that didn't smell like a, a dirty shower covered in bugs. And I'm standing underneath a tree from like a, a far view of the field. Like I have a full view of the field, but I'm far away. And behind me, I, there was nobody behind me, I thought, but like the cars, like it's, it's a, a big hill. And then you're at the parking lot and the cars can sort of park at the edge of the hill overlooking the field. So I didn't notice anybody there. But as I'm watching the game, I just hear a guy go, come on, what the fucking shit, fuck? And I was like, what? And I look around, it's just a, you know, suburban white dad in like the the trunk, like of a minivan, so like where you can sit. So he was up there watching the game, and I guess his son or son's team did a play he didn't like. And I was just like, when you, I thought he might have been crazy. His His like expletives were so violent and like, out of nowhere there was, it wasn't like he was talking like you heard somebody going okay okay good play yes yes okay nice nice that's that's the okay oh come on what the fuck it was just like silence silence oh come on give me a fucking what the fuck is that and i was like whoa and i'm not, I'm not quoting him there were just multiple f-bombs i don't know what he was saying and then he eventually you know he had that polo shirt tucked into the shorts look like like a 40 a 47 year old suburban father of two and white suburban father of two. And then he just walked down the field to watch the rest of the game. But I was like, I guess I can appreciate if you're like that much of a psycho parent, it's probably a good move. The goal is to not act like that at all. But I guess if you are that type of parent, I think it shows some judgment to be like, well, I don't want my kid or his teammates to hear me having like violent Tourette's incidents because somebody missed a pass. So I think that's a good compromise. But of course, the goal should be to just be able to watch a children's game and not, um, you know, have an aneurysm. But that's just me. And I'm not a parent, so I can't speak on this completely. But uh, I think my philosophy to sports is probably closer to my father's. Um, He was just a very calm watcher of games. He was more of the, oh, I'm here to see my son. (laughs) Like when he would come up to Williams to watch basketball games, he could give a fuck if I played or like... If I played well, he was just like, well, I'm here to see my son. And then he would like cheer another team's good play. And then my mom would be like, what the fuck are you doing? And he goes, oh, very nice language. Uh, <laughs> um, Delroy Lindo, Kathy Bates, R. Louis and Ann Covan in Middleman, the story of a, co- a comedic failure coming to theaters from A24, December 2025. <clears throat> But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's that. Oh, and I'm, I'm, I was, I talked about this at length on the live, uh, Patreon last night, but I am going to have to write a blog and I'll just give you the, 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 the next blog I write is going to be a Princeton recap. So you can look forward to that next Sunday when I return from Princeton, New Jersey, and hopefully those shows go real well. But, um, the blog after that, probably in time for election day will be about, I'm working on something where basically selfish is the new American ideal. It's not liberty. We use terms like liberty and freedom and choice. 
but it's really selfishness is when people think now of they may use other terms, but the way we act as individuals and as a country, it is now selfishness is the uh, is the identity of America. It's not we can say freedom and liberty, but what we really mean when you examine how people act and interact, it's selfishness. And so I'm going to write something on that and how I believe that we are doomed because everything in America is guiding us to more and more self-preservation and self-concern, whether it's marketing uh, strategies from corporate America or whether it's the smartphone that has created an environment where we are our own media center of the universe, or whether it's just things like gas prices that we are not in a nation anymore that can do any kind of collective sacrifice for any amount of time. Um, we're okay with Russia destroying an ally if it means our gas prices don't have to go up. We would never consider carpooling or taking public transportation, not just for our own budget, but for a, a, a better human, a better humanity and a better world. You know, we'll, we won't give up our hamburgers because that's my freedom. Even if it destroys the planet and ecosystems, my freedom, but that's not freedom. Nobody's telling you not to have a hamburger, but what if we said the world could be better if you didn't eat as many hamburgers? What if the world could be better if you carpooled more or took public transportation or lived closer to a city and used public transit instead of all these things I discussed last night? But it's basically, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Just combine those into selfishness because that's who we are now as a people. I, I genuinely believe that. So that'll be the next thing I write up, but I don't have to go on a huge diatribe right now about it. That'll be just – so the next two blogs to look forward to if you're somebody who likes reading my stuff um, will be a Princeton recap on Sunday and uh, then in time for Election Day, a, a big thing on America, the land of the selfish. Now, one review, guys. Um, and then we'll get out of here. How's that sound? Good? Great. Um, I did not see Black Adam this weekend because it looks terrible. Um, I may end up taking my nephew to it if I decide I want to re review it for the Making Podcast Great Again Patreon. Um, more content that I do by myself, but split the proceeds. Anyway, I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? The, my point was um, uh, JL Max Plus Prime is 100%. All proceeds go to JL Covan. Uh don't go tweeting this. This is just our little secret. You know, it's fun when you know your friends and colleagues don't support your work. So you know you're in a safe space doing your own thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just joshing. You know me. Uh, I Do you know me? You probably don't know me. Nobody knows me. I'm an enigma. But um, instead of seeing Black Adam, uh, my uh, the Righteous Girlfriend's niece and nephew visited for a sleepover because their parents were going to a wedding. So they came over for... Uh, snacks and a movie and a sleepover and we decided to watch DC Super Pets or whatever the fuck the title is but it, it's a Kevin Hart and The Rock and Vanessa Bayer animated movie and I loved it it was more of like a this will be a good thing for all of us to watch and I'm kind of interested in watching it but if it sucks I have no problem leaving the room I loved it it was so good it was so genuinely funny um, I applaud The Rock and Kevin Hart, um, but I'm surprised it was like a 73% on Rotten Tomatoes and it made good money, but not like smash hit money. 
I'm surprised. I think this should have been a smash hit, and I think it should have been like a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, not a 73%. It was, I, I could not imagine giving it a negative review. You know, you don't have to have loved it, but I can't imagine. It's it's pretty creative. Yes, it's more comic book themed stuff, but it's obviously a, a different angle because it's basically about if the superheroes had pets and they got kidnapped, like what would their pets have to do to save the day? And it was just, it was, it was really fun. And even the closing credit sequence was like a lead into Black Adam. And it was funny. Like, it almost made me motivated to see Black Adam as like a reward for making this good DC Super Pets movie. So, um, yeah, uh, it's on HBO Max. Uh, I highly recommend it. That was the only movie I, I saw this weekend. Uh, I'm looking forward, not looking forward, uh, you know, but I'm going to see Till and Tar soon, which they, that sounds like a like a company, right? Till and Tar, but it's, uh, you know, about a slain uh, child and a maniacal female composer. So very different movies, but both getting really good reviews. And I think they'll be now that I'm no longer a New York City person, I got to wait like the rest of you fucking losers in America for like wide release, whereas I used to be able to go to those exclusive engagements and be like, <laughs> my friends in Ohio don't even know this movie's out. And I'm seeing it with popcorn, you fucking riffraff of America. LA and New York is where it's at. Now I'm like, it ain't come to my mall in New Jersey yet, so I can't see the fucking movie, bro. Um, so yeah, DC Super Pets, whatever the fuck the full time, time name of the movie is. Loved it. Um, and I think that's it. I think that's it. Um, yeah, that's it, guys. So have a great week. Um, you know, live shows, Patreon, making podcasts great again. Uh, the YouTube subscribe, like a lot of I just, Oh, I'm, I, as much as I fucking hate my life and my comedy, um, I'm pumping out a lot of good stuff. So just if it's, if it's the free stuff you can afford, then, then consume lots of it. If it's the pay stuff you can, you can do and you're at all curious, you know, join for a month, join or buy, buy an album, do something. Uh, you won't regret it because it's not a coincidence. If you like three things I do, you're probably going to like the 10 things I do. It's, it's, uh, but enough pitching. I apologize if I'm coming off like a fucking shill, but, um, this is one of the few audiences I have that I know I am reaching people who give a shit about me and or my comedy. So that's why you sometimes get bombarded with these fucking jail infomercials, but, uh, hopefully you enjoyed the episode and, um, Yankees are out. That's too bad. Um, but hopefully if Aaron judge is having bad luck, that means the biracial, the biracial talent energy in the universe is shifting to me temporarily. And what a great time if half blackface comes out soon for that to be on my side instead of Aaron judge's side, he's still going to get $400 million from some team. I just want to sell 40,000 copies of a special. It's a much more modest goal and likely not to happen, but we will prey on it. And think on it and meditate on it and uh, get down on it. Okay, anyway, guys, I'm losing it. I have to go check if I have day job work. If not, I have to do the next fucking content thing and then hit the gym, bro. So have a great week. Thanks for subscribing. Be sure to give this five stars on Apple if you haven't yet. And I will see you next Tuesday.